Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm Andy Ruther coming to you live. From the Smut Studio, with my co-host, Joey Nochoprano. Hello, Andy. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> That's great. That's, thanks, Andy. What's going on, buddy? No, not much. You know, just over here, doing my thing. Good pre-show, for the record. Yeah. I'm going to come in hot. Good pre-show, yeah. Going to come in hot. I, have, I just learned you watched both Magic Mics. You've seen uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. What else? What else you got on there? Look, man, I'm an enigma. The Pitch Perfects. I did not see the Pitch Perfects. <laughs> I did see both Magic Mikes. I am wearing a Tupac Thug Life hoodie. There's a lot to me, Prano. I know. I'm like an onion. You just keep peeling things back. You find out more. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think you were done. <laughs> I, usually when somebody does the onion thing, that then they're like they're this inside this. I, I thought yeah. you were gonna keep going. You're like I'm in an onion. I have layers. Okay. Anyway, yeah. that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. I think intern EJ, I believe, called me uh, very unique, which I took as a compliment. Yeah, I think you're a very unique person. <laughs> which I took as a compliment. That's good. <laughs> I think it might have been a compliment. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm feeling good though. I, I'm I'm feeling really good because. This might be my favorite NBA playoffs in recent memory. And I know we're only in the Eastern, I'm sorry, we're only in the semifinals. Yeah, the conference semifinals. Yes. Yep. But very enjoyable. You can't predict any games. No. It's been fantastic. I that's why I gave the playoff fucking the playoff gif a couple weeks ago. Can you do it again for me? It's, uh, you, he closed his eyes this time. Yeah, I really got, I wanted to get into it because last time I was a little eyes open. You know, now, it's now, like real quick. You never close your eyes anymore <laughs> when you give your hip. <laughs> if you don't get that reference, uh, please kill yourself. <laughs> Do you close your eyes during sex? Do I close my eyes during sex? Yeah. No, nah, not that much. They're normally always open. I mean, you know, I think when when you're kissing, it's weird to just like. Look at somebody, right? Yeah. But sex, yeah. Can I keep my eyes open? All the time, though? I mean, if, unless I'm really, like, going, you know, unless I'm doing some heavy lifting. Because in Fifty Shades of Grey, they always, no. Yeah. Call back. Uh, <laughs> no, I get it. Okay. It just wasn't funny. Anyway, tonight, again, I didn't see this coming. Joe Ingles loses his goddamn mind. 27 points. Hits seven threes. And Houston loses. What was crazy about this game to me was that the Jazz are up 19. You know with Houston's offense, they're going to come back. You just know it. Yep. They're at home. They're going to make a push. They come back. I believe they then took a six-point lead at some point in the third quarter. And then basically the fourth quarter, dominated by the Jazz. Yeah. It was uh, it was a sloppy game. And, uh, like, there's been in the West – so far, like this, in that series and also in the New Orleans uh, Warriors series, like I knew the Warriors series was over in game one when I thought the Pelicans were playing really well. 
but the Warriors still beat the shit out of them. They beat them by 30. I'm like, oh, they're playing really well. Oh, they lost by 30. Um, I feel like that's the Rockets-Jazz series as well. Even though it's 1-1, even though the Jazz have you know taken home court, uh, I, like that stuff is sometimes I think a little bit overrated, but they played really well tonight. The Rockets played poorly, uh, were taking erratic shots and it was sloppy and there were some bad calls. And in the end there was like a 19 point comeback and then the Rockets lose. Like I still think this is a five or six game series for the Rockets. Yeah, like I don't think I. I think you know, you're you're gonna get one right, and I think that that was their one. It just happened to be in Houston. Now they do have a great home court, no doubt about that. Um, so they could they could get one in Utah too. But then I just I still think that was one of those games where I was like everything had to go right for the Jazz and everything had to go wrong for the Rockets, and there was still a moment late in that game where it was a tie game. Yeah, you know, or is a where the Rockets were up, like you said, up a couple points. And I'm not taking anything away from the Jazz. I think the Jazz have a nice team. I think uh, Snyder's a good coach. But I was watching that game, and like you said, when they were up, I, I think I tuned in in the late second quarter, and the Rockets were down 14, and they were still favored in like to win the game at that point. Yeah, you know, so well, they couldn't yeah. hit their threes. Yeah, exactly. And there was a lot of and there was a lot of like terrible terrible weird calls like it it was just a sloppy game. The officiating was sloppy. It got, the ball the ball play was sloppy the for a while. The officiating's been pretty sloppy this playoffs. I agree. I agree. It's not been good. A lot of missed calls, a lot of bad calls, a lot of just let them play calls. Yeah, I mean, a great example was last night in the Cavs Raptors series the the Kevin Love has the ball trying to get loose from people takes four guys are fouling him like he he's just fanning he's oscillating fanning his way through a fucking but he's also taking steps yeah no but first he's getting fouled and then he's like what the fuck is happening <laughs> and then he starts just he's like I have to get out of this like he's like he actually felt like his personal space being like he, infringed he, on. Then he starts walking away. It's like he was getting attacked by bees. Yeah. And then, so they didn't call one of the first four fouls. Then they didn't call him traveling. Then they just call him leaving. He's just leaving the arena with the basketball. He's taking his basketball and going home. And then on the way out, he hits DeMar DeRozan with a, a foul. Wi- a, a wicked a, elbow. A, an elbow, and they call a foul. I'm like, guys. Which, which also, if you're going to call that, could have been a flagrant. Right. I mean, I think you got to. it's got to be on purpose, right? you got to be trying not to go for it, but... The thing is, they missed four fouls on a travel before they got the elbow call. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been pretty sloppy. But it wasn't just that. The, I had an issue with the call, and I could be wrong on this. What is the technical rule when Serge Ibaka shoots that three and LeBron's planted? What's the technical rule? That's fucking completely incidental contact. LeBron was going the other way. But that's what I'm saying. LeBron's planted. Yeah, it's not a foul. It was, it was preposterous. And Ibaka's, just because his foot on the follow-through lands on LeBron's foot, it's a foul? I'm, yeah. I'm watching this all confused. Yeah, you should have been confused. It was stupid. So it's a bad call. It's clearly bad. LeBron was leaving. The, he was to like, go back to the hoop yeah, rebound. Yeah. 
So like now you can just like you, wherever you land, as long as you don't land clean, you can be. It's a foul. No, you're right. It has been very sloppy uh, refing throughout the playoffs so far. And honestly, I think it's one of those things where it, it's a speed of the game thing. I think it's getting too fast for these fucking old men that just happen to be really good at jogging to like keep up with. Where are the guys? Like, give me former NBA players. That like didn't didn't last in the league or G ref? or G League guys wasn't it Hayward Workman a fucking ref for a while? He might even still be a ref. Yeah, he was on the Pacers forever. Like, give me those guys. They're at least like, give me somebody that was like recently playing the game at some point. I got fucking. Well, I think most of them they, at least they physically look like they're in good shape. A lot of them look jacked. I mean, I'd assume yeah, because they're, all... they're jogging back and forth. Like they're really good at jogging like eighty feet at a time. I wonder what the cutoff is for refs. Who was the old white guy who Charles Barkley raced? Oh, I forget. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't Joey Crawford, or was it? I think it was Joey Crawford. He was like 70, dude. It's just like the driver's license. You got to have a cutoff. Yeah. You know, driver's license, they should have to retake the test at a certain age. At a certain age. And everything looks so easier in slow-mo. Bavetta? Dick Bavetta. Dick Bavetta. Yeah, Dick yeah. Bavetta. How how can you look up his age real quick, Trevor? When they raced, or or how old is Dick Bavetta right now? Because he just retired a few years ago. Yeah. Joey Crawford might still be in the league, right? No. Joey Joey Crawford retired like two years Good. ago. I, I like. I'm glad I don't know. Like I, but that's the thing. I don't want to know these refs. You, you don't want to know I mean? the names. Dick yeah. Bavetta is 78 years old. Holy. <laughs> I mean, when did he retire? He's older than my dad. He's older than my dad, too. I can't, like, Walt reffing? Walt can't even walk upstairs. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are we talking about here? My dad would be like, you guys, a handball, illegal. <laughs> <laughs> my dad would be like, anybody want any chili? Anybody <laughs> want any chili during the timeout? I made some of Walt's chili. But they got to clean that shit up because when I was watching the games last night, it reminded me of what I felt was a very bad, and I, we talked about it at length, very bad officiating during this NFL season. Yeah. You can't have that during these playoff games. No, and so far, it really hasn't really hasn't cost anybody a game. Like, I know everybody wants to say the LeBron goaltend, but again, like, the, the play before that was the wrong call. Like, these things, they tend to, like, even themselves out, but I don't want them to even themselves out. I yeah. want them to just be the right call. Yeah. Like, just give me the right fucking call. Well, let's talk about last night's game. Okay. Great game. Basically, the Cavs, no, they actually, they didn't have the lead until overtime. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. They tied it. It goes into overtime. They took their first lead in overtime. They just hung around. They're like that fucking boyfriend who just hangs around. Or that girl, you know, just. <laughs> I don't know what, what, I don't know what this, what this riff is. You know, you know that you know that girl just hanging around outside the Magic Mike showing, waiting for you to come out, just hanging around. You know, after like ten shows, finally you're like, yeah, I'll give this girl a chance. So, wait, you went to see Magic Mike ten times? No, I performed. That's uh, the goal. I uh, want to be in Magic Mike three. That's your goal. That's my life goal right now. Andy Ruther, Magic Mike three. My stage name will be Denty. We already have it all figured out. Anyway. Fun game to watch, though. Yeah. I, I I particularly enjoyed down the stretch when the Toronto Raptors refused to make a layup. 
It couldn't hit a that, shot. That was fun. It couldn't hit a shot. And LeBron... The stats I heard today, Toronto missed their 11 last field goals. Didn't make a field goal last 11 shots. And missed their last 16 of 18 shots in those final minutes. That's so, atrocious. It's a massive choke job. Yeah. I tweeted it last night. I'm like, all year, Raptors fans. Why is anybody talking about the Raptors? Why aren't you guys talking about the Raptors? Why aren't you guys talking about the Raptors? Because you show up in the playoffs. You go up to the top of the fucking tower and you take a hot shit on your own city. And then you got Drake beefing with fucking Kendrick Perkins. How about Drake? Don't beef with anybody because you're not a real fucking person. Well, Drake clearly is a bad. He's a bad omen for the team. He's got to realize this. Every year he shows up at the games. Every year they lose. Sit this one out, bro. But now he's talking shit like, dude, you can't be involved. What did he say? I haven't followed that closely enough. I don't know. But apparently there was Kendrick Perkins. Who's a guy I would not want to fight. So Supposedly, Kendrick Perkins was saying something to Serge Ibaka as he was walking by because they used to be teammates. And Drake took it as he was really talking. And Perk said to you that he was like jokingly saying talking shit to uh, Ibaka. And then supposedly Drake thought he was being like serious, or Drake thought that he was talking to him. Blah blah blah. And then words. Hey Drake, no one's fucking talking to you. No one's ever fucking talked to you. There wasn't a clueless millennial who liked shitty rap. A fucking hotline bling. He's got some all right songs. Oh God. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you, that, is that what you're gonna learn to dance to for your fucking Magic Mike audition? Well, fucking Drake. You're gonna... Well, look, Drake is bitches wet, so that'd be a good yeah. song to come out to, Andy. Well, look, yeah. Here's my thing on Drake's music. I don't like necessarily hate it. I, I like some of his songs. Yeah, and if you're in the nightclub, not that I go to nightclubs for the record. But... Yeah. When's the last time you were at a nightclub? When's the last time you're like, I'm so glad Drake came on in the nightclub? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. When is the last time I was in a nightclub? It's probably been years. Yeah. Define nightclub, though. Bar? Versus- a bar? No. Like, uh, someplace that has a dance floor? Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> and sadly, it was probably a gay nightclub. <laughs> That's probably literally the last nightclub I was in. Anyway, uh, back to the actual game. We got to talk about Tyron Lue moving forward. Okay. And I know this is a conversation that we got, I feel like we have every episode. During NBA playoffs. But Kevin Love, again, took a hot, steamy shit himself. Yeah. Kevin Love's terrible. And just, like, refuses to make open shots. He had a couple last night, but I just don't understand Kevin Love. Like, what is the problem? Yeah. He didn't play well. He's 3 of 13. I feel like he's shooting scared, and it's like, dude, it's not going to get any worse than everybody calling you a fucking clown. Yeah. He's not playing like, good. I feel like he just I feel like he can't deal with pressure whatsoever and I feel like the pressure is I mean Trevor's allergic to fucking Raptors talk by the way. There's snot coming out of his nose. There's like shit all over his face. Got the sniffles over here, man. Yo, what are you allergic? What are you allergic to? I don't know. The Raptors talk, I guess. <laughs> Drake talk. And he looks all know. stoned and shit. He's, he's allergic to Drake. Ba- he's he's allergic to Drake bashing. We got a we got a closet fucking super Drake fan over there. <laughs> Doesn't listen to Panda, only listens to Drake. But Kevin Love didn't play well. And then Tristan Thompson comes in. Not only did Kevin Love not play well offensively, Valachunas. Bless you. I thought you said that greatly. I thought you said that perfectly. I thought you said that greatly. (laughs) He owned Love. 
Like, he was tearing him up in the first half. Yeah. Then Tristan Thompson comes in, a bigger body. Thompson, I saw at one point, held him to one of seven shooting. Yeah. He D's him up. Also, Thompson contributed 14 points, 12 rebounds. And then I see today's headline, Tyron Lue says he will not start Kevin Love. I'm sorry, he will, he will not start Tristan Thompson for Kevin Love in Game 3. And you just go... Blinking guy meme. Yeah. What the fuck? But, it, like, I don't understand why it's one or the other. Like, they, they started together all the time for years. Now 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 he's not, he can't bench Kevin Love for somebody or he can't, like, just put Tristan Thompson in the game. Yeah. Yeah, well, Tyron Lue is clueless. He stands there, like, Tyron Lue has never once closed his mouth. <laughs> Have you noticed how you said yeah. like... <laughs> And I always think I so I watch the playoffs streaming. I you know I'm a cord cutter, as they say. Uh, so I I watch the playoffs on the ESPN app and the TNT app. The TNT app fucking stinks in yeah. the playoffs. It's been great all season. The playoffs, I guess everybody's suddenly tuning in. That's what it is. And now fucking they can't handle that shit. And it's like guys. Just this shit has to work. Every time it cuts to Tyron Lue, I'm fu- I'm like fuck it, froze again, and because he's staring completely still with his mouth open, and then they cut away, and I'm like, oh shit, my shit didn't freeze. <laughs> Tyron Lue is just a fucking statue on the sideline. Like, dude, you're coaching in an NBA playoff game. What are you looking at? What is happening in the fourth row across there? You're like. <laughs> I swear he's in awe of LeBron James just all the time. He's like, man, I'm coaching LeBron James. Like, fucking say something. You see Mike D'Antoni on the sidelines of the Rockets games? That guy, I wish Mike D'Antoni was my dad. That guy on the sidelines is fucking the best. You can hear him yelling at refs. He's not even mic'd. I'm hearing him yell at refs. The microphone isn't on him. I hear him going, what the fuck are you doing? Tyron Lue's like, this coach is crazy. Yeah, I told you, it's the, did I leave my oven on all the time? But you're right, the mouth is always open. Yeah. It's just. It's ridiculous. He, You know what it's like? You ever, it's, you know, sometimes like you, you come and you're just like. But your eyes are closed. <laughs> sometimes you open them afterwards, you're like. Oh. <laughs> That was amazing. And you stare at the ceiling, and then you look up and you see Harambe, and you're like, this is a great night. Blessed. R.I.P. Harambe. All right. That's great. He's got to make some changes, though. I like how Tristan Thompson's playing. I mean, they won game one on, on, they won game one on the road against a one seed. So. We got a little help. J.R. Smith played well. Kyle Korver played well. Jeff Le- Green. LeBron James didn't play that well. LeBron no. James, LeBron, I mean. That wasn't and, his best game. And by, and by the way, that just means by, he played the best game for anybody else in the playoffs so far. It's like 27 points, 13, 11 and 13 or whatever. But yeah, he played horrible for LeBron James. Yeah. He didn't shoot well. Yeah. He took 30 shots. But whatever. 12, let me put it this way. I know we always bring it up, but I have to. If Kobe Bryant finishes... 12 of 30 with 26 points, 13 assists, and 11 rebounds. Kobe Slurpers. Well, he sets career highs in rebounds and assists in that game. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) He's a little off his points. 
Yeah. But he set, he sets career highs in assists and rebounds. Yeah. I'm excited though, man. I and, think- and people are talking. And then if Kobe did that, they'd be talking about that one fadeaway. Like, oh, Kobe got that fadeaway. He got that from Mike. No one has that fadeaway but Kobe. LeBron made that. That was like that fadeaway that fucking tied the game was incredible. And then he just missed winning that game in uh, in regulation. And you know what I'll tell you about LeBron James? And I'm gonna sit here. Like we should have we should have me slurping LeBron James music at this point. It should just be like romantic music or something like that. But I'll tell you the one thing that I that I've always appreciated in the Michael Jordan, LeBron comparison, all that. When you watched Michael Jordan in the 90s, you were like, uh-oh, here comes Jordan. Like, you always knew he was going to do it. You always knew he was going to take over, and you always knew he was going to fucking tie the game, and then you always knew. And, I mean, I'm at that place with LeBron James. I was actually, I, first of all, I knew he was going to hit that shot, and then I was surprised he didn't hit the one to seal it in, uh, in regulation. Because at this point, I'm just like, he's going to do it. Yeah. Like, tonight... I knew that the Rockets would come back, but I was like, oh, this, this could be a game. I wasn't like, oh, James Harden's got this. He's taking over. Like, I feel that way about LeBron James now. I just go, yeah, he's going to do it. How about that out-of-bounds play? The, the out-of-bounds lob to LeBron James? Where he jumped and he was fouled. Yeah, it was fantastic. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. They should just do that every time. Whenever I see that on the out of bounds play, it makes me think of like Happy Gilmore. Oh, I should just hit it in the hole one shot every time. That was way easier. What still amazes me, and I don't think it's talked about enough, is that this is his fifteenth season. Yeah, it's just not talked about. When here's my thing with LeBron. Everyone's like, "Oh, you guys slurp LeBron," but I think we have to remember when I see a play like that, the first thing that goes into my mind, Prano, is, "Holy shit, this guy just did that." And he's in his 15th season. Not just his 15th season. We're talking about he's essentially played a full other season of the playoffs. He's made eight finals in his career. That is an entire other season of basketball. Yeah. He is, he's played more minutes in 15 years by far than anybody in history. He like The longevity factor, the, the fact that he's doing this at year 15 – like plays like that taking over games is unheard of. It, it, it really it's unheard is. of. It truly is. Jordan's year fifteen was his last year. That was his last year because he because you know the greatest competitor of all time retired twice. But his fifteenth season was in Washington. Yeah. And someone like Kobe, I believe. And then did Kobe and, do sixteen seasons. Yeah. And then uh, you've got. Kobe, yeah, Kobe was... I think he did 16 seasons. Might have been 18, right? Because he came out in 97 or 98. And it's two years ago now. But uh, my point about LeBron James is 15, he's dominating at 15 years. Yeah. He's dominating. Kobe at 20. 20 years? 96 to 2016. Well, he also didn't pl- – I mean, not to do one of those things. Kobe also didn't start for, what, the first two years and then missed how many – my point is LeBron's never had, like, extended time away. No. And then what's great about that, and this is how you know that you're a fucking loser in life, 
Mark my words. If you ever done this, you're a fucking loser. And your wife hates you. If you have one, you probably don't. And your parents hate you. You're a disappointment. You're a fucking loser. If you're like, uh, he's cramping. Oh, no. I don't remember Jordan getting cramps. It's like, yeah, he's been playing basketball at the highest level for 15 years. You're upset that his muscles are giving up on him? That he can't, his body literally can't keep up with it. He's like, oh, he's cramping. It's like, you, uh, then you've never had a cramp. Like, then you don't know what a cramp is because you're a fucking loser who's never broken out of a walk. Like, you don't, you can't help getting fucking cramps. Yeah. I know. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, maybe if you didn't bitch out and cramp all the time. This dude is in year 15. He's on... His like his seven he has seven straight finals appearances. I understand. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk Jordan again. Jordan. Okay, he he quit because his dad got killed after the three first three championships. Whatever. Yes, I did air quotes. Yes, I stand by my air quotes. Okay, he quit because his dad got killed. This is not something that is made up. This is fact. After the second three peat. He quit playing basketball because he was mentally and physically beaten. He couldn't do it any longer. He said it. He said, I can't do it with this team. I can't do it with this organization. I'm, I'm done. It's just too much. This is just too much for me. That's three. He, he just had a two-year break, and he came back. He had three, and that was it. He was broken. He couldn't do it anymore. It was too hard for them. They came back. They're setting records, wins records, and, and they're chasing three-peats. And I got nothing left to prove, and I'm done. I can't do it. LeBron's at seven and and dominating in the eighth postseason. Eight. And people are going to go around calling him LeBum, LeCramp, LeChoke. Like, you're a loser. They're all losers. You're a loser. It's just negative. Again, I don't know how many times we can say this. It's negative people that can't appreciate something that's great. And I, and I don't get it. We, we should, whether it's LeBron James or Tom Brady or anyone, we should appreciate the great players. Why can't we appreciate people who are great anymore? The, the biggest bitch in pro sports is spending a million and a half dollars a year of his own money to try to keep his body in shape so that it doesn't literally crumble into a pile of fucking sand in, in a chase for his eighth consecutive appearance in the finals. The biggest bitch in pro sports. The fiercest competitor we have ever seen quit because his body and mind could not take him trying to go to a fourth consecutive finals. That's just, I just want you to know that's your, that's your hot take. That's your statement. The biggest bitch, the flopper, la bitch, la cramp, is spending a million dollars a year. Just to do it one more time. Just to keep going. Because he cares that and much. Mr. Killer Instinct was like, I'm done. I can't do it. I'm mentally broken. These are facts. These are factual statements. These all happened. We love facts here at Dirty Sports, guys. You know, I'm a big fan of facts. Whether they're facts like And men- guess what? LeBron James didn't even have a dad. Not from day one. So take that excuse and shove it up your ass, too. He didn't have. He didn't fucking have a dad. So boom. And if he, he, he wouldn't even. He, he and if he did, he would not have had his dad murdered because of gambling. Yeah. Just because he, he doesn't gamble. Because he practices. Yeah. 
Tell you what, Michael Jordan didn't—he didn't put that money into his own body. He put that money into gambling, which he lost. Yeah, I'll tell you where he didn't put. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you who else's body he didn't put that money into. His bookie, because if he did, they wouldn't have killed his dad. And that's why I love the show. We're preaching facts, people. Look it up. Google it. Wikipedia. Google it. <laughs> Is that a new thing? Google it. You know who says Google it? No. Brett Ernst, which I love. He says that too. Google it. <laughs> That's all he said. Google it. Just look it up. Fucking Google it. By the way, shout out to our boy Brett Ernst. Cobra Kai came out today. Did you watch it? I have not yet, but. Trevor, you watch it? I did. I did. I watched it you, 10 o'clock so, this morning. So what's you, the deal? Do, do I need like a special YouTube to watch this? I, str- I streamed it, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You streamed it via YouTube. I, I went through Reddit. Oh, I I you're not giving our boy Ernst credit. I, threw, I found it out through Reddit because I saw it on These Reddit. These fucking thing. guys. Because yeah. I came on through Reddit like Cobra Kai. It, it, but it went to YouTube too, so I don't know well, if he, that. Well, here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think Brett actually said this on the show. I think you can get a free YouTube Red subscription. I think even Brett said that. Do a 30-day subscription, bang out his show, and then get rid of that shit. Great. And and how how much of it did you watch? One episode? I just watched the first episode. And how long was the episode? It was like twenty seven minutes. Okay, so it's a full it's a it's a it's a sitcom basically. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was first easy. Show. Was yeah. Ernst Ernst was in it? No, no, I didn't see him. He wasn't in the first episode. Yeah, I don't think he's in. He said on the show. I don't think he's in until like the sixth episode. Well, no, like he's that. in. I looked it up. He's in seven of ten episodes. Yeah, but he doesn't start till the sixth episode or at seven of ten. What a bitch. La bitch. Well, I don't know if you know how math works. He's in six or seven, but yeah, I don't think he's in for like the first. Two at least. Was. Yeah, two at least. Whatever. However many episodes Definitely not the are. first one. Yeah, he's, he's well, got maybe, a couple to go. Maybe he's, in the, maybe he's only in the YouTube ones. Maybe Reddit. Maybe he's not on the Reddit version. Well, speaking of TV shows. Yes. We have something that might be good for the Dirtball fam, Joe Prano. This was this is an interesting new partnership that we have here at the Dirty Sports. One of the uh one of the great pairings of all time. When you think when you think pairings, you think the Dirty Sports and the Kardashians. Yes. Do you not, Andy? I, that's always what I think. You know me, I I've had my hands in the pop culture world. I've actually met Chloe Kardashian. I know. So, have that in common. Dirtballs, they're casting right now for Revenge Body with Khloe Kardashian. And they reached out to us because they know about our demographics. They know we are a male-heavy show. Yes. And that uh, many of our dirtballs could, could use uh, a makeover. Not a makeover. I don't want to call it a makeover. Yes. Like a body sculpting transformation. Whether it's physically... Athletically, yeah. mentally, emotionally. I think we could all use a makeover to some yeah. degree. But let's be honest. A lot of the dirtballs could use a massive makeover. Yeah, and, I, and again, I don't want to call it a makeover. I don't think they're giving you haircuts or yeah. like or, or giving you a, a style, a stylist. But essentially what the deal is, is they're going to remake your body. Yes. Whether you used to be super skinny and now you're fat and you want to get back to your to your trim looks. If you used to be fit and now you're a little, you know, maybe you're me. Maybe you're Joe Prano. You used to be super fit. Now you're Mr. Dad Bod. Yeah. You know, you got to carve it up again. So if any dirt balls 
want to submit themselves. There's a few requirements to submit yourself for revenge body with Khloe Kardashian. You have to live or be down to travel to Southern California. Yeah. Probably live here. Yeah. So that's a requirement. Because you're going to have to be here 17 to 20 weeks. I'll tell you who I thought of. I thought of Matt Padotti. We got to get Padotti on, on Revenge Body. He stopped listening to the show, I thought. No. See, I feel like he's out there and he's listening. I think he should go from skinny video gamer to ripped athlete and then get revenge on you, oh! Andy Ruther. <laughs> I bring, like that. Bring you to his 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 body transformation party because that's the deal. I watched the episode and it's pretty cool. I watched an episode, I think from season, it might've been season one. And, uh, they, uh, basically you come out and you have your reveal yeah, and you get revenge well, on people. Well, the, the one woman has been dating a guy forever and she put on a lot of weight and she basically said, this guy's a savage. Her boyfriend of, I believe three years said he bought a ring but he basically told her he won't marry her until she loses weight. Savage. Put that ring on a stick like a carrot in front of yeah. a horse. So that's her revenge. Yeah. She's going to get in shape. Maybe drought the guy. Yeah. That'd, that'd, be a, that'd be a super savage mood. You know, go for somebody else. Yeah. Anyway, if you're interested in submitting yourself a revenge body with Khloe Kardashian, you can go to the ConlinCompany.com. That's C-O-N-L-I-N company.com. Click on now casting and you can, and you can submit yourself. And I know they're looking for, for dirtball type of people, you know, they like, I feel like there's a lot of dirtballs out there that need revenge on some dudes yeah. or, or, or ladies. Or right? maybe, maybe it's the artist who we can't, the artist, the guy whose name we can't reveal on this show. Maybe he wants to get revenge on me. Yeah. He who shall not be named. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there's I think there's some dirt balls out there. And I gotta say, I was surprised. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna admit it. I've I've trash talked the Kardashians a little bit on this show. In you the were past. surprised that they would reach out to us? Yeah. I was also surprised because, you know, I was all my my attitude is always like, what do the Kardashians do? Like, you know, yeah. what is it they do? And I gotta say, I watched this and I was like, that's pretty cool. They're helping people like change their life. They're helping people fix their lives. Yeah. And, you know, I am a man who believes in fixing your life. Sure. I've gotten so many DMs over the year of dirtballs like, I'm going to kill myself, my girlfriend this, I'm going to kill myself this, I'm sad about this. Like, you guys, uh, your show gets me through. I'm like, my show? What is my show? I'm pretty much just telling people that think Kobe Bryant is in the conversation with LeBron James that they should jump in the river. Maybe I'll submit myself. Yeah. Maybe I'll submit myself. Cause there's, you you know, already made your transformation, though. You're already not Fat Andy anymore. Thank you. But, you know, there's always people I can get revenge on. There's yeah. always people. So maybe ooh, I'll submit myself. Ooh, maybe maybe uh, the ex? Maybe carve up those abs, Andy? Get get revenge on the ex? Well, I, I, I don't... Yeah, maybe somebody else, though. <laughs> I, I don't have ill feelings towards her at all. But uh, the ConlinCompany.com, again, click on Now Casting. And now that now that we're having this discussion, yeah. I have some breaking news, an email I just got. It's not good. It's from the college SAT board. Wow. Okay. It says, Dear Andrew, thank you for registering for the June 2018 SAT some of our test dates are only open to students who are taking the test for one of the following attended purposes, such as applying to and attending a college or university 
undergraduate program or applying for scholarships, financial aid, or programs that require a college admission test. We're asking you to confirm your eligibility. You need to, I basically need to fill out a verification form, which is going to state that I'm not going to college, and it sounds like they might not let me take the SAT, which I've already paid for. That's ridiculous. Once we receive, here's what I think you should do, Andy. I think you should get all ripped up on Clay Kardashian's revenge body, <laughs> and you should show up at the SAT office, and you should be like, "Don't I look like I'm in high school?" <laughs> but this is unbelievable. Once we receive your response, we'll review your information and let you know within a week if you're eligible. What do you mean I'm not eligible? Okay, you you know what? I'm gonna look into the camera for this one. In case the SAT board's watching. In the age of inclusion that we have here. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. For, well, hold on. Let's just stop this right now. Just reply and say that you uh, identify you identify as, as someone going to college. Boy who's about to who's just yeah. graduating college. Yeah. The, the, the nerve of the SAT board. I to, mean, that's the only answer. I'm serious. Be like, I identify as an incoming college student. Yeah. And if they, rep- they're going to be like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. How, how dare they say that a 36-year-old straight white male is not eligible to take the SAT? Also, just say you're Native American. That'll help. For all they know, you never went to college. This is your one shot you're trying to get into college Well, I now. had to fill out a profile. Oh, then never mind. And what, you put on it? Why didn't you just say you were, didn't go to college? No, because remember, I, we had this discussion on an earlier episode. I had to be accurate. I had to call the call support because it wouldn't let me get through. He's like, just be honest on everything. But he didn't let me know. I'm going to call that, that call support guy in India, bro. You didn't help me out. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm serious. He was in India. Clearly. Sanjay, you led me down the wrong path. Bro, Slumdog like, Slum Millionaire did not I help got a brother every out. question right on my SATs. Yeah, that guy got every question right, and he's answered my cheddar dick calls from Los Angeles. This pisses me off, though, but I'm going to take your advice. Yeah. I'm going to say I identify as a 17-year-old. Just, don't even, just say I, I identify as an incoming college freshman. Yeah. Be like, I am uh, I'm student fluid. Exactly. You know, if the Boy Scouts of America don't exist anymore. They don't? Basically, no. What happened? Joe missed the big news today. This was the news today? Yeah. Guys, I've been dealing with some shit. I don't know if you I, know. <laughs> I know you have. I know you have, buddy. Um, We don't really want to get into that, though, do we? The Boy Scouts of America thing? Yeah. Or Vince? Well, you, you, they're pretty much letting girls into the Boy Scouts. Okay. Like, the and Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts are all now one Are thing. merging? They're changing the and name. And they're just the Scouts? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. They're changing the name. So now I can buy cookies from dudes or what? <laughs> Little boys, but yeah. Yeah. Ah, they could be dudes, right? It, it will now be Scouts BSA. Will there still be Cub Scouts? I or, don't know. Or, or are we not even having an age divide? I don't know. All I know is this is awful news for any pedophile who wants to I know. touch I was gonna, a boy scout. I was going to say, when they when they try to find the like the scout leaders, they're going to be like, look, you're going to have to fuck boys and girls now. <laughs> 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 Sorry to break it to you, but... I, I don't get it We either. cannot have any gender exclusivity in the children that you're having sex with on these campouts. Wild times we live in. Yeah. You want to talk a little baseball? Sure. I know, you, I know you guys are going in-depth on Dirty Slides. Yeah. Which everyone should listen and download. Yeah. I, I thought we had a great episode today. I was a big fan of today's episode. I'm about 15 minutes in. How you feel so far? I'm liking it. Great. There, there was, I, was, I was kind of amazed. There was 
there was two Andy Ruther references pretty uh, off the bat. Comparing uh, my, I think Laz had a great joke about my batting skills against Max Scherzer. Oh, yeah. And what was the other one? I don't know. You had, you had another one. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember either. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, look at Joe, by the way. Can we, can we give a shout out to Joe interns? Double dipping today. Look at this guy. Two pods in one day. Two pods in one day. He's like yeah. the LeBron James of podcasting. That's right. He's racking yeah. up those fucking minutes. I'm, I'm the Bo Jackson of podcasting. Yeah. You know? Deion Sanders, I'm helicoptering from one sport to the other. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you couldn't walk over with the equipment. I had to pick it up. Yeah. I was, I was spent, dude. Because you, you were cramping. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. From, from <laughs> exactly. podcasting so Too hard. much podcasting. Yeah. Joey Podcasts is back. Yeah, he's back. I love it. But some breaking news since I recorded Dirty Slides. Jacob deGrom's hurt. So. Oh, no. Yeah. What happened? Uh, hyperextended his elbow. So I'm not saying that one of these interns is really going to have to uh, step in for me soon. But my dog died. Jacob deGrom got hurt. If the Knicks hire Mark Jackson, I will just go walking into the ocean. And I will just keep walking. Well, that'll make two podcasts with Solo Ruther. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then a lot of and then a lot of other dirt balls will walk right into Ruther the ocean. will get the corner report and I'll be like, take print off the logo. <laughs> <laughs> You're sure he's dead? I'm gonna need a new logo. So how long is he out? Do we know? Hyperextended elbow. I haven't heard that before. Uh I did some research. Uh the two guys I could find, JJ Putz, uh was out like five weeks. Somebody else was out like two to three weeks. So the one good thing is he heard it while he was swinging the bat. He came out, he pitched a perfect fourth, and uh, then I guess he felt uncomfortable. So hopefully that's not it. I'm hopeful though. I'm keeping hope that this is the mo- this is the Dark Knight Rises. Matt Harvey, who, is, ah. who has been fucking a disaster in the bullpen. This is his. This is Jacob Degrom is essentially Harvey Dent, and uh, Matt Harvey comes back in. Becomes the Dark Knight again, rises from the ashes, and then Degrom comes back with some short hyperextended elbow thing, and suddenly we're back. Man, I think you're living in a fantasy world. I think I am too. I'm just trying not to kill myself. Okay, yeah, we don't we don't want that. You guys took that L today. I see. Yeah, and we were it was a, a zero zero pitching duel until Jacob Degrom left, and then we lost by a touchdown. Well, to make matters worse, your crosstown rival in New York, is surging now. Yep. The Yankees are just two games back. The Red Sox are just plummeting. And the Yankees have won 9 of 10. And they're right there now. Yeah. Fuck the Yankees. What, what are the, I'll be honest. I haven't been watching too much baseball. Didi Gregorius is leading baseball in everything. He's crushing the game. Yeah. He's wh- playing fantastic. And why are the Sox slumping? I mean, they just started off incredibly hot. Sure. You know, these things have a tendency to balance themselves out. They weren't going to go 150 and 12. Can we talk about the uh, AL Central for a minute? Sure. Why does every team suck? Well. There's only one team with a winning record. Yeah. Cleveland's Cleveland's winning the division right now, right? It's 16 and 13. And everybody else is under 500. Including two teams with eight wins. Yeah. Well, because the Kansas City Royals and the White Sox suck. Yes. And you play a lot of teams in your own division. And the rest of the guys, you know, getting beat up around the league. The the Central's not that good. And Cleveland's been meh so far. But I'm sure they're they're stockpiling wins against the rest of those guys. 
You watch every Mets game? Yes. Every game? Uh, every game, TV or radio. Yeah. Man, that is some dedication. How do you do that? I mean, again, base, baseball's on. For me, baseball's on in the background a lot. If I'm at home and I'm not doing anything, I'll I'll like I'll sit there and watch a Mets game. But a lot of times, it's on. You know, in the car, I'm driving somewhere, or I, I'm a, it's on at home. I'm doing some work, and I'm essentially like listening to it. But yeah, I mean, some I would say, I would say I watch or listen to eighty-five percent of Mets innings. Wow. Yeah. Like tonight, the uh, after Degrom got hurt, I switched over to the Rockets game, and then I switched back, and the Mets were getting pissed on, and I just stuck with the Rockets game. So I watched like the first seven innings of the game. Well, I am going to check out my worst Major League Baseball team, Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. Next week, I- honestly. I know you didn't get too far into dirty slides today because Ohio, we Ohio, we came at Ohio hard. Oh, you and, did. And the, and the Reds being the Reds being terrible. I said basically, if it wasn't for the historical significance of the Reds, that they should be removed. Oh. I mean, you guys are just making no effort. None. It's a fucking. It's a minor and also team. free Joey Votto. I said send that dude back to Canada. Yeah. He's a goddamn Canadian hero. Did you see his interview? What he said the other day? Yeah. Play more baseball. And how happy he was, and I'll play in the cold, I'll play in the snow. Yeah. He's saying all the right things. The rest of the and Cincinnati all- Reds are like, oh, this chili's pretty good. Well, I'm not good. Here's the deal with the Reds. They're just, they're putting out a minor league team. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just they don't have the players. But I'm going to see them next week. I'm going to go, they have a four-game series out here in L.A., and it's a weekend series, Thursday through Sunday. I'll, I'll probably go to I'll go to at least one game, maybe two. And, of course, I'm going to use get my Seek tickets Geek. on SeatGeek. In fact, I was on SeatGeek last night, Prano, and, and you, you threw this idea out last episode about me and you going to see you two at the Forum. Yeah. Which is just a couple weeks from now. I know. How are the tickets looking? They're looking all right. I mean, it's you too, man. So, yeah. I'll be honest, like... You know, I was looking at on SeatGeek. I saw there's a few tickets left for ninety bucks, but maybe not the best location. Well, good news for you, Andy, because you've never been. Nobody in the history of any sort of entertainment does in an arena or in a stadium what you two does. I sat two hundred yards away from them at the Rose Bowl, and that I felt like I was on stage. It's ridiculous. Okay, I've sat in the last row of Madison Square Garden and watched well, you two. I'm excited, so I'm gonna hop back on SeatGeek. Take advantage of the great offer that we have and that you guys can all take advantage of because all listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. You too, that'll be the good news, SeatGeek. The bad news, SeatGeek, is watching the Reds play baseball. Yeah. So there you have it. One of those will be a great experience. (laughs) Yes. But you like the hot dogs and the tacos and all that stuff at Dodge Stadium. I have a piece of advice for you when you go to the Reds game. Don't bring your drugs. And if you do, don't hand them to security. Yeah, I'm going to try not to do that this time. Although if you go in your Reds gear, they're going to be like, we get it. Did you see these pictures? Should have brought painkillers. Did you? Heroin. <laughs> yeah. Heroin. Jesus. <laughs> Did you see the pictures from the Marlins game? 
It's a joke, dude. Florida baseball in general. Dude, look at these. No, this isn't it. This is, I was like, that's not Marlins Stadium. Marlins Stadium's that inside fucking dump. Where's the... Uh, is this empty seats galore on Twitter? Yeah, it's at empty p- seats picks on Twitter. This is the Marlins game, dude. They're saying announced attendance, announced, was 5,415. Wow. There's no way there's 5,000 people there. Look well, at this. If, what, either way. like, Look at this. I've never been to a game where they announced 5,000. I've, I don't think I've ever been to a game where they announced like less than like twelve or 13,000 so people this. in the If ballpark. they announced 5,415 fans, are we going to say half? So more people go to college basketball games. Look at this. That's disgraceful. There's literally in the upper decks, there's not, not even the upper decks, the middle, the loge, there's not one person. Yeah. What the Marlins are doing... And what Derek Jeter, greater greatest president in the history <laughs> of baseball. Respect. It is a disgrace. We, we gotta talk to Black fucking Marlins man about this because this is a disgrace what baseball is allowing to happen to the sport. It really is. Yeah. Take the Marlins. Man, I take I, the Reds too. Yeah, I, I said take take the uh the Rays. No one's gonna take and, and the Rays play in a fucking dump. Yeah. No one's going to Rays games. No one's going to Marlins games. And also, the Marlins are fucking like have a nice stadium, and it's inside now. Like, what the fuck are the rest of the people in Miami doing? They don't do shit. We've right. talked about us. Miami to me might be the worst sports town. It's up there. Miami's such a gross place, though. Like Miami's good for a weekend. You're like walking on South Beach. You're like, this is dope. The hotels. You're like, oh, fucking awesome. You stay in Miami four days. You start to be like, oh, Miami's kind of like. Miami's like a fresh coat of paint away from being like a slum. You know, I've never actually been there. I I, I flew into Fort Lauderdale. I did a show in Boca Raton. That's about the closest. Yeah. I'd never been down to Miami. I mean, it's fun, again, for like a weekend. You stay too long, you're like, oh, Florida's gross. My buddy describes Miami. He says, you might disagree with this then. He says, Miami is L.A. meets Vegas. Like the vibe. What? I absolutely disagree with that. Why do you say that? The vibe in terms of like what? Who's out at the clubs and shit? Well, just kind of the city because it's all, you know, right? Like like a big nightlife. Yeah. Which is Vegas. And then LA, you got the weather and kind of, you know, the booze, like showing off the money type of shit. Yeah. I mean, you certainly have that. But it's also like there's there's such a lack of culture to the city. Like there's the there's the Cuban culture. And there's sure. that, that whole thing. But that's so separate from... Like the tourist culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you come to Hollywood, you come to L.A., you're like, boom. The the culture is the entertainment industry. The culture is famous people, right? Yeah. The culture is all these places that you've seen on TV. The culture is like landmarks. Yeah. You go to Vegas, the culture is the gambling and the experience, the big shows, the big fucking uh, marquees, the big whatever. You go to Miami, the culture is like, clubbing like and trick daddy yeah like the uh, the beach kind of the beach is always fucking windy as fuck and like not that not that nice like it's like it's fine it's florida there's no fucking waves it's like it's florida you know what i mean florida you know what's great in florida though you got to go to destin you like destin florida have you been there yeah 
I had a friend that lived down there for a while. The Gulf side, man. Yeah. I like that. I, I'm not a big Fl- Florida fan in general. Really? Florida to me is all like the valley. Where it's just like strip mall after strip mall. I'm not I'm not shitting on the valley. I'm just saying I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But like when you if you go down like Ventura Boulevard. The valley sucks. The when you go down Ventura suck. Boulevard, it's like Ventura Boulevard's like literally all we got. Yeah. But I'm saying you go down it and it's just like it's just like a strip mall. It is. It's no, just it's, like it's just, you're just, just like Applebee's, Mel's, like yeah, but fucking you, But you whatever. know, here's my thing I always say about the valley is I don't mind going up there occasionally because it always reminds me of being back home because the valley is basically the suburbs. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. very suburb But my point is like if you – again, if you go to a neighborhood in the valley, you go to a neighborhood yeah. in Florida, you're like, oh, this is nice. These houses are dope. But then like when you're going out, you're like, I'm going to that main drag and then like right after the gas station, there's like a, a little strip mall that's got like an olive garden and like the bar I'm going to. Yeah, and you're like, no, what the, the fuck is like, this? But you don't go hang out in the valley. Yeah. You, know, you live in the valley. You don't go yeah. hang out in the valley. No, you're right. But isn't it refreshing? I know for me if I'm out there – I was just out in the valley on Monday. It's nice that I know – I can park anywhere I want. Yeah. Like little things. I mean, parking here is so I'm just awful. talking about like the culture of it. Like yeah. when I want when I'm when I go to a place, I want to go out, I want to like see things. I don't want to go to like I don't want to go to a parking lot where there's a nail salon and a tanning parlor and a, and a masseuse and a pizza hut and a subway and then the bar I'm going yeah. to. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? I feel like I'm at a fucking, <laughs> you know, TGI Fridays. Although get some drinks, get some late night pizza hut. Get some late night subway cookies. Get a fucking massage. I'm just get saying. Get your nails did. Yeah. Get them nails did, son. Uh, let's talk a little NFL for a quick minute. What's going on in the NFL? Well, not that this would ever happen, but the fact that it's making the news is a little worrisome for me. The Jags owner, like, he, he's all talking about the Super Bowl in London because he's going to buy, he's trying to buy Wembley Stadium. Okay. So he already owns Man U. He owns the Jaguars. Shahid Khan. Sounds like a Latin character. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> right? Sure. I was just I'm still laughing at Jaguars for the for the fourth for the fourth consecutive year. Um He's talking about doing a Super Bowl in fucking London. Like, no. No, 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 no. You're going to hate my take on this. I'm fine with it. Why? Give me your take. Because the Super Bowl is like its own experience anyway. These guys got two weeks. People, it's not like when the Super Bowl is in Indianapolis or Minnesota or whatever. It's mostly people that are traveling there for the Super Bowl anyway. So why not fucking play it there? I mean, for years... The Super Bowl would be played in Pasadena when no one was playing in Pasadena. Or, you know, like it's been in many stadiums where there wasn't a pro football team. And it's a destination. It's an event. It's like they don't play the Final Four at fucking Cameron. You know, they play the Final Four in San Antonio. I don't think that's accurate, though, Pratt, not to call you out. I don't think they're doing the Super Bowl where teams— where cities didn't have teams. I believe every time I was in Pasadena, there was a team in L.A. My point is, there, it wasn't at that stadium. You were, that wasn't a home game. Okay, I got you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, it was the Rams or Raiders. Right. But but again, even like like I'm saying, the Final Four, like you're playing it at an, a, you're playing it at this massive thing. You're playing it at the Jerry Dome. You're playing it at whatever. Like, 
you're going for the event. And honestly, as a football fan and as somebody who's never been to a Super Bowl, I, when the Giants made the Super Bowl the second time against the Patriots, I could have gone to that Super Bowl. And I was like, do I really want to go to fucking Indianapolis? Like, do I want to go to Indy? Like, I don't think I want to go to Indianapolis. It's not the, a good destination. What the fuck am I going to do in Indianapolis? I agree with that. If the Giants were playing a Super Bowl in London, I'd be going. Yeah. It's more of a destination town. And, yeah, again, I, th- I think people travel for the Super Bowl. If, if it was a week thing where they play the NFC and AFC championship games, and the next week you got to be in London for the Super Bowl, that'd be fucking stupid. Like, I don't need it affecting the gameplay. But I don't know. I think it's cool. I get it. It's our sport. But also, our sport, in my opinion, as I've said many times in the show, they're making some decisions that I think are going to hinder them in the long run with keeping an audience and keeping especially uh, young athletes wanting to play the sport. Go places. Get find, find new eyes on the sport. Like, to me, it's it's like a cheddar dick thing to be like, oh, Fuck you guys. That's why we fucking left you with your fucking stupid T-Tacks and your fucking no, don't brush your teeth. Fucking America sport. NASCAR. Super Bowl's got to be here. Fuck London. Like, I don't know. I think it's dope. Let's do it in London. Well, I agree with you in saying, look, you'd much rather go to London than Indianapolis. Or, or Minnesota. Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. Or fucking half the places. That they play the Super Bowl. Basically, every time somebody builds a brand new stadium, I dude, I'd rather live in London full time than visit Detroit for the Super Bowl. Like, no. Yeah. Well, let's. You know, I'm I'm actually gonna pull this up because I'm curious now what they have scheduled for Super Bowls in the near future. Because let's pull this up. Come on here. Remember uh, when everybody was like, don't play the Super Bowl in New York. It's going to fucking snow. It's going to be awful. Like, the Super Bowl in New York was dope. All right, so next year's in Atlanta. Yep. Then the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Which no one will be at. Then back in Tampa. Then out here in L.A. So that's the next four Super Bowls. Yeah. <laughs> Those aren't bad choices, though. No, but, like, if I was going to tell you, you have a choice. You're going to go to a Super Bowl. I'm giving you tickets right now for a Super Bowl a few years from now. You don't know who's going to play. Here's tickets to the Super Bowl. You can go to London or you can go to Tampa. I mean, come on. That's that's an easy answer. Of course I'm going to go to London. Right. If, if I have free tickets. Just the game. Just London or Tampa. Can I afford to go to London? Yeah, I'm going to I mean, go. it's not that much more expensive than flying to Tampa. I'm sure it is. Probably not. What do you guys think of doing like a like – a- five-team, five-year rotation where they just do, like, the Super Bowls are in New Orleans, Miami, L.A., I guess London. Maybe, you know, New York's cold there. Well, but if you the, do, like, warmer weathers every year where you just have, like, a five-year good destination team. So the, re- the reason they do it the way they do it is because they're get, they're they're trying to give you the tourism incentive to – so your the city's going to pay for the stadium, but then the city's going to make that money back by having everybody come to a Super Bowl, having everybody come to a Final Four, having everybody come to that shit. Yeah. That's why it's in Atlanta. Atlanta just put up a new stadium, so they're going to be in Atlanta. Los Angeles. like The Rams moved here because they were going to get a Super Bowl. Like That's 
it's just the business of the NFL. Well, they moved here because they doubled in value. Right, but they doubled in value because they're they're going to have this fucking stadium. Sure, they have a brand new state of the art stadium in Los Angeles that can host things like the Super Bowl, like the Final Four, like conventions, like you know all that shit. That's how they do it. So it's tough to. I mean, that's that's just the business of the NFL now. They basically have to rotate it to all these new stadiums, and I'm fine with that. But fuck it. Mix it up. If you're going to make me see a Super Bowl in Detroit, you're going to make me see a Super Bowl in Houston, why not give London a Super Bowl? I think that's fucking awesome. I'm down with it. Okay. Trevor, you down with the Super Bowl in London? I mean, because I think you're gonna wa- you're gonna watch it regardless, or you're gonna right. go regardless. Right. Either way, you're gonna go or watch it, so it doesn't matter where it's at. Weird Twitter, you in? Yeah, I would definitely. That'd be awesome. See, cheerio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I get Road that. Road trip. Road yeah. trip. Road I get that trip. we put shitty games in London because it's kind of an ass whole thing to do. They're to- not doing it this year, though. I don't know if you saw on the schedule. What? They're not having shitty games in London. They're actually. On paper, again, on paper, right? they're giving London some good games. Cool. Great. But it used to be like the third and fourth teams in divisions from the year before. Yes. Yeah. I, again, I mean, with the way travel is, like, let's just fucking do it. Yeah. You know? It's easy enough to travel. It's not. We're not talking about this. Not, not the 70s anymore. Was travel tough in the 70s? I mean, I'm just saying, like, like they did planes, then, bro. Yeah, but I'm saying it's it, it, there's there's ease of travel now. You, you know, know, you know, what blows my mind by the way about traveling. Can we talk about this for a minute? The fact that they're still saying no smoking when you fly, like it's mind blowing. Well, no mean? shit. They still are like no smoking. You know, yeah. when they do the announcements when you take off, dude. Two things when I hear that one. When's the last time you could smoke? Two, they fucking let people smoke 30,000 feet in the sky? Like, yeah. no one in their right mind was like, mm, maybe this isn't a good idea. Yeah, I mean, that was the culture. Just everybody smoked. But, like, 30,000 feet in air, and you're in a, in this, this, you're in a giant electrical box, basically? No one thought, hey, maybe this isn't the smartest idea. Yeah, because, I mean, that plane's not getting taken down by a cigarette, bro. <laughs> 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 Fuck. <laughs> Really? Don't put it out in the engine. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the guy cracking open his window to let it fly, let the air fly out. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> fuck it, I told you, Johnny. Don't open the fucking window. It's just gross as shit, right? You're trapped in a box with no windows. Who wants fucking cigarettes? Yeah, it's pretty nasty, huh? Yeah, but I, it, it, it was nasty back in the day when they'd let people smoke at bars. Restaurants. Remember, there used to be smoking section in restaurants. Hi, where's the awful people section? I'd like to sit there. It was. I am a disgusting person who likes to smoke and eat simultaneously. It wasn't that even that long ago. No, they still do that. Yeah, still do what? They still there's still places that have smoking section, not smoking section. Nowhere in Los Angeles. No, fuck well, no, yeah, not in the liberal no, state yeah, like but this. No, but like you go up north, like even Northern California, you go up north, like you go Bay Area ish, they have. Areas, it's like a room that's basically the size of the smut shack, and that's where you can hang out. Even like the Disney place, um, Disney with the the ESPN Center. 
they got a smoking section. They got they'll they'll block you off if you need to go somewhere to smoke. God forbid me hit a vape pen at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> fucking LAPD fucking takes a bat to my head. Ain't no white privilege there coming at me. I'm just saying, Dodgers, let me fucking hit the vape pen. I'm uncomfortable. I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha, bitches. Do you want to... Do you want to do calls, or do you want to do this last story about... The Washington Redskins cheerleaders who apparently... I didn't, I didn't get to actually click on the link, so I got to hear this. It's pretty fascinating, yeah. actually, because this didn't happen that long ago. The headline reads... By the way, this is a big New York Times story. Yeah. Washington cheerleaders... Were told to serve as escorts for rich sponsors on unsavory Costa Rica trip. It's a long headline. <laughs> so so this, is, this is the Deadspin article because it's shorter, but taken from today's New York Times article... Um, it said uh, back in 2013, um, five cheerleaders. Oh no, actually, not a bunch. Of the all the cheerleaders went, but five cheerleaders told the the uh, author of the article about this insane trip where basically they went for a photo shoot. The Redskins cheerleaders, and they were required to pose topless, which I don't think that's in the contract. No. Or in body paint, and the team encouraged the all male group of sponsors and and suite holders. You know the, the big dogs right. of the games. They were just watching the whole photo shoot and just staring like real creepily. And the cheerleaders were not paid for their work; they were paid for lodging and travel expenses. And uh, then at one point, they were get to the escort part. Yeah, <laughs> they were told to go back to their room and get ready. And several of them began to cry because they knew what was up. She said, they weren't putting a gun to our heads, but it was mandatory for us to go out with the guys for the night and to get ready. Uh, Other girls said they were devastated because they knew exactly what was supposed to happen. This is insane. The whole story is in the New York Times. You know, it goes way more in depth. Um, The the cheerleaders... In the NFL, like even when they do get paid, don't they get like fifty bucks a game or something like that? What is going on here? Yeah, just like don't have cheerleaders. No one has ever watched the cheerleaders, right? Who gives a fuck? I do occasionally. Do you? Yeah. It, at, when you're at the game, like think about a football game. No, on TV you, I do. Yeah, whenever they show them to you for like two seconds. Yeah. I mean, there's some attractive but, women. Yeah, but when you're at a football game. Like the first five rows on the field level can see the cheerleaders. Everybody else has no idea what the fuck's going on. Like, who are you catering to? Here's here's another here's another here's another great excerpt from this. Five cheerleaders characterized. They're t- what's up? They're t- yeah. This is a great one. This is the this is the 2012 team. This is the team the year before the the, the cheerleaders. Five cheerleaders characterized that 20. 20- 12-team bonding party as a wild gathering where men shot liquor into the cheerleaders' mouths with turkey basters. Below the deck, men handed out cash prizes and twerking contests. No cheerleaders claimed that they were touched inappropriately, but the two team captains said the trip was pleasant. One added, they were all adults and got out of the experience what they wanted to get. Well, like, I don't know what's going on here. Turkey basters... Twerking contest. This sounds like spring break for me they in Mexico. They couldn't just take like a normal shot. They had to take it out of the turkey baster. Yeah. <laughs> like shoving a turkey baster down your throat. Man, this reminds me of spring break in Mazatlan, Mexico. Circa 2004. Where was it? 
Mazatlan. <laughs> give EJ the mic. How do you like that fucking Spanish, bro? No, it was great. It was it's good. Mazatlan. Yeah, it's beautiful. How do you like that fucking Spanish, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I looked for Fuck. his... Super Bowl in London? Fuck that. <laughs> How do you like that kind of Spanish, bro? I think you actually kind of converted me on the Super Bowl in London. Yeah. You, 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 really, you, came, you came in You came in all Andy Ruth You're like, like no, Fuck this This I was like, is America no, no, no. no I didn't say this is America I was like no 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 no. I just But then the more I thought Indy Yeah London Yeah Minneapolis no, London Atlanta London I can't wait for the people that tell me like Colin Kaepernick should be hung To tell me why I'm a fucking uh, a, a traitor to America For saying that we should play a Super Bowl in London Look, if they want to just keep it Vegas, L.A., New York, Dallas, you know, I'm cool with that. Oh, shit. I never even thought about a Las Vegas Super Bowl. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. That's course, why they're going there. Of course it is. Yeah. Holy shit. That is going to be fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be real insane because finally the Redskins cheerleaders will be able to legally do what they do on these boat parties. <laughs> Get taxed for that money. Dan Snyder, man, he's just kind of a disaster. Yeah. Like, this is all under his watch. Yeah. They, they And they went to his office and they were like, um, Mr. Snyder, we were on this uh, Costa Rican trip. And he was like, our team is named the Redskins. I give zero fucks what you think. I will scalp you. He's like, do you remember the contract that I gave Deion Sanders yeah. when I first became the owner in 2001? It was the worst fucking deal ever. You remember that deal? Yeah. Awful. You want to get us some calls? Sure, let's do it. I'm kind of excited tonight. Dirt balls, we're pretty good with the calls. And uh, a bunch of them made me laugh today. I got the ghetto headphones tonight. Oh, Trevor. Trevor, you got to hook me up with the good headphones. I have a set of headphones I wear. Well, there's only... Yeah, I could have done that. Yeah, I could have <laughs> switched headphones. That's all right. There's a pair of headphones EJ and I need over here to make it work, but yeah. I could have switched you and Ruther up. Look at Ruther. He looks all... He's yeah, Ruther got some good ones, yeah. I'm so happy. Ruther looks like he's wearing his Beats by Dre. That's right. Beats by Denty. I look like the kid from fucking Something About Mary. <laughs> you see my baseball? <laughs> Who are we starting with, Trev? Uh, the last shots call? It was... Uh, b- Oh, I'm so. Wait, what? Sorry. Best sports crew. Oh, okay. Best sports crew. Gotcha. What's up, guys? This is your boy Bryson, Shipper Dirtball, calling to you from uh, Portland, Oregon this week, making some money out here. And um, I've been watching the playoffs like we all have. And me and my roommate, we were just talking about how the NBA on TNT crew is probably all around the best crew. I think we can all agree with that. And then we came to thinking and we posted proposed a question i figured i'd ask y'all if you could put together your own crew of guys who would be like your all-star team of you know for a sports crew that you would have that you could listen to and you'd have to listen to them every day and the stipulations are you get one you know middle guys or sports broadcaster like an ernie johnson or something and then you get two athletes to choose from as well to be on your crew so i think i have an idea of one person y'all y'all are gonna pick, but I just like to hear y'all's answer to that. Y'all have a good one. Well, Bryson, first of all, you can start with me in Magic Mike three since you already are 
a male stripper. Oh, is that your boy? Yeah. He's up there in Portland. Stripping in Portland. Yeah. Most strip clubs per capita. Really? Appar- apparently male strip clubs, too. I bet he, I bet when he strips there, he has to strip uh, in Tevas and drink mi- yeah. micro brew. I was going to say, everybody, you know they do all like the <laughs> theme thing? Yeah. It's always a lumberjack. <laughs> but like different kinds of lumberjacks. Like one's an actual lumberjack, and now yeah. it's like hipster that looks like a lumberjack. And now it's like guy who just owns plaid shirts. <laughs> I, to answer his call, you already said it, bro. To the TNT crew, I wouldn't change anything. Dude, I love them so fucking much. They're the only crew that I watch the halftime, I watch the pregame, I watch the postgame. Last night's thing with the catfish, was it last night's thing with the catfish? Did you guys see this? None of you guys have cable. The thing with... You know they were they were showing. I see the TNT crew, bro. It's all in the app. Okay, well, well, that you know they were showing the thing with the Nashville Predators. Yeah, and Shaq came at Charles Barkley with the catfish. Dude, I would not change a, that whole team. Is perfect. Ernie's amazing. I, I love that team. Yeah, that's it great. for me. They're great. Now, was he? I, I I was a little confused by the question. Were we supposed to put together some sort of super broadcasting team that was going to go across sports? It sounded like that. But I'm saying I I would I would choose all three of those guys for any sport. Love those guys. You know, I'll tell you what. I think Barkley is uh, a guy that is always knowledgeable about pretty much everything. Like he'll weigh on, he'll weigh in on all sports. I I think Dion on the uh, on the NFL Network is great. Love Dion. And if I had to do some sort of super broadcast team, I might have Dion involved just because he played baseball and football, and he's and he's already doing a fantastic job. He's like FaceTiming people in the locker room or Skyping them and shit. It's a good point. And then uh Dion's my guy. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who else would be uh and then just throw Bill Walton in there. Fuck it. <laughs> right? That would be a crew, man. Yeah. Who so who you got? You got you got Dion, Bill Walton, and Charles Barkley? Yeah, and then the Ur- I'll just be the Ernie guy. I'll just be the Ernie guy of that crew. Ernie handles it so well. Yeah. Because people, I don't think people appreciate his job or anyone in his position on those type of shows. Because that's such a skill learned, where he knows when to rein them in, when to let them be themselves. I mean, he's fantastic at it. Yeah, Ernie's great. (sighs) Maybe one day we'll have our own TNT crew sort of thing live from the Smut Studio. We can only hope. (laughs) See my eyes just drifting off. I mean, you already call me Ernie, so yeah, there you go. Look, we already have the Ernie. You know what? You already call me Ernie, and his name is EJ. That's right. So, I mean, we got that figured out. I I think we just. I think (laughs) I think EJ's nickname is Ernie Johnson. You got a you got a fresh haircut, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I appreciate you for noticing. Thank you. Where you go, man? I went to Headliners. (laughs) Yeah. Is that, is that, a, that sounds like a strip club. No, Ru- was, Ruther uh, can't go there. He can only go to MCs. No, it was a, it was, it was a barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> good joke, by the way. That was really good. It was a barbershop near, uh, kind of close to where I live. What, what? So they cut like black dudes, Mexican dudes. <laughs> well, you live in Inglewood. It's not. Big. Yeah. Well, no, but it's a, it's a. I mean, they cut anything. Like the, or any the white guy, Yeah, I, oh, there was a white guy that came in after me with an appointment with the same guy that came in. You know what I think I want to do? Um, fuck it, I'll say it on air. You know, I keep going through these phases where I want to fuck with my hair. I think I want to get lines in the side of my head. Please don't. <laughs> no, no, let's do it. I'll, I'll take you to the place. Yeah. I want to do it. 
Like I'll get a fade like normal and I get yeah. lines in the side of my head. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Just do it. Yeah. You're I'm, 36. Hell yeah. Let's I'm holding You're 36. You're <laughs> wearing sweatpants and a <laughs> Thug Life t-shirt. Yeah. Do your 36 do it. Yeah. You get lines in your hair. Why not? Uh, what the fuck, dude? Dude, here's my thing. I'm trying to... I'm getting older. I know it. But I'm holding on a little. Let me let me do some fun things. I'm here. I'm encouraging you. I love I'm, this guy. See? I love Tre- this guy. Trevor is completely against... Trevor, why are you completely against me getting lines on the side of my head? Because you are 36. Yeah. So? That's my reason. And also, what year is it? What, what, we're getting lines to the side of our head? I mean, Brian Bosworth has been dead for 20 years. Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? Who's getting lines in their head? You know, like with the fade, like how like like black dudes oh, no, have. No, we it. know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, we know how we know what lines are. <laughs> we got Fucking it. Goddamn vanilla ice. <laughs> you gonna do this? You gonna do the eyebrows too? It's like early '90s, later yeah. late '80s. Like, what are we? Hey guys, come you, on. You go kid and play, both fucking lines in your hair. Like, what are we... I'll go kid and play. <laughs> get that goddamn flat top. All right, let's get to another call. Let's do uh, let's do the two three one. What do you think? I'll be here, curious to hear Prano's take on this, or if you even saw any of it. What up, boys? I gotta ask, what did you guys think about this Michelle Wolf White House correspondent comedy routine? I mean, I know a lot of people on social media and in the news are getting offended by it. I mean, I'm offended because she got invited to do it and I didn't, because our comedic uh, talents are pretty much about the same. Uh, with that being said, what do we got to do to get you guys in the White House Correspondents uh, to be the, the act for the White House Correspondents meal uh, next year? I mean, because you guys are a million times better than Michelle Wolf. Uh, with that being said, uh, condoms are for the Tigers bullpen. And catch you later, guys. Peace out. People were losing their mind over her, uh, what do you want to call it? Speech? Roasting? What are we what are we calling this? Yeah, I don't know. Did you watch any of I it? I did. I watched the whole thing. You watched the whole thing. I did, because so many people were freaking out. It was like I I'm on nobody's side in this. Sure. Uh the people that are like, oh, the like the I don't even know, conservatives or just fucking, I don't know, the snowflakes who are upset with what she was saying. Like, she didn't even say anything that bad. She wasn't over the top. It wasn't offensive. Like, everybody's upset she was making fun of fucking Sarah Huckabee Sanders or whatever. I saw that part. She didn't even fucking rip her. She actually, like, complimented her looks and then just called her a liar. Well, that's all she... Well, that's the thing. I didn't... I'm glad you watched it. I just watched the riffs on Sarah Huckabee Sanders. I'll say this, though. Look, comedy's not... And Joe and I both know this. Comedy's not easy. It's just not. It's not easy to make strangers laugh. It's not easy to do that room. Like, I'll, I'll, so I'll give her that. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and like just bash another comic. I don't really. I haven't seen much of her stuff. I think she has an HBO special. I haven't seen her. I don't watch The Daily Show uh, that much or, or ever really outside of watching clips of our boy uh, Michael Costa. Yeah, who's killing it by the way on The Daily Show. She was she was making fun of herself a lot, which I yeah. was like, no one knows who you are. Don't do that. Um, I've seen people criti- criticize her delivery, and it's like she's doing a fucking corporate gig, basically. That, that's what I'm and, saying. And it's and she's doing these jokes for the first and only time. It's not easy. That's what I'm saying. Like all the def- like these people, it's it, it's the same people who want to come at LeBron James. That's yeah. my point. You have no clue how hard comedy is, and like you said, it's a corporate gig for a bunch of stiff fucking conservatives. 
who have a zero sense of humor. I didn't. I thought she was. I thought she was fine. I didn't think she. I didn't think she killed it. And I didn't think that she said anything offensive. I'm on no one's side of this. Any any liberal who's like the queen, she took them down. It's like, look, Obama was drinking water from Flint like four months after it happened. Like, it's, don't close your thing with Flint still doesn't have clean water. Like, to quote Brett Ernst, Google it. Flint has had water that is uh, drinkable levels of safe since like you know, two years ago. And people are like, the, it, b- both sides, both sides, on, on, on both sides. I just think it was like, she wasn't that offensive. She didn't say anything that offended, like, I was like, oh, that's too far. And also, what the fuck is too far? And then she didn't, like, kill it. Like, I wasn't, like, dying. She had a couple of good ones. Yeah. And then she was talking about herself a little too much. But, like, it was fine. It's sure. a, it's a hard gig. Yeah, it's a real hard gig. Do you remember how much flack uh, Larry Wilmore took a few years ago when he dropped the N bomb on Obama? Yeah, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Just you know what you want the answer. It's a payday for her, a big payday. Yeah, you want the answer. What do you think she got for that? Uh, I have no idea. Easily a hundred grand. Probably. Probably. Easily. Yeah. Just have Norm do it every year. Well, uh, <laughs> just have Norm do it. He's like, yeah, Aaron, you know what I don't like about Sarah Huckabee Sanders? She goes up there and uh, she doesn't show her cock. Well, uh, you know, uh, one thing about Trump, at least, at least they didn't kill anybody like OJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know he'd work an OJ joke in yeah. there. Yeah, dude, it's not easy, but I agree with you, Prano, I'm actually. not saying Trump's a bad president, but OJ did get out on his watch there, you know? <laughs> Watch your wives and your waiters. It's you know what it is, and you're right. Whether the the right being offended, yeah, the The right's like the I mean the right's in full snowflake mode. The left acting like she's a savior. Yeah, it's it's the reason people lose their mind over Kanye's tweets. Yeah, it's the same shit. Yeah, and I like I can't even keep up with Kanye's tweets. I can't either. It's like also he's just he's just trying to sell fucking shoes that look like sketchers and you're gonna fucking buy them you're gonna buy them because yeah. you're a loser all right we got a couple more calls can we get to those poor favor trevor or i should say to ej poor favor which one next uh whatever you want bud whatever you want rock let's and- go let's go paul pierce killed okay Wait. somebody wants paul pierce killed he just is completely teasing the call but yeah, that's cool I like it you used to do that. Remember that? I did. Jay from Minnesota. Paul Pierce needs to be killed. I repeat, <laughs> Paul Pierce needs to be eliminated from being a basketball analyst. That is all. That's it? That's the call? You know what, dude? I don't think Paul Pierce needs to be killed, but... When, when is Paul Pierce doing on ESPN? I'm just not a fan. I'm not either. Dude, I've been so spoiled, I think we all have, by TNT's crew that when ESPN's crew comes on, and not that I just like hate all those people. You know, it's Michelle Beadle, it's Jalen, it's Chauncey, it's Pierce is by far the, the, the worst of those four. I, I can't watch them, though, because my point is you're – You've set the bar so high with TNT, and they're so good, and they're so knowledgeable, but they're also entertaining, that it's like, ah, I don't give a shit about these other guys. 
to me, that crew, I like Chauncey. Yeah, I'm not saying they're bad. And I like Jalen. Me too. Michelle is like, Michelle's the opposite of Ernie Johnson. I'd, I Like when I watch TNT and then I watch ESPN, I'd actually, I leave, I'd rather have sex with Ernie Johnson. That's how that's how I leave that. Like that's how offended I am. Hot take. That's how offended I am by like how boring and like trying to set everybody up, but then like doing it in such a terrible way. It's like stop inserting yourself in this Michelle Beadle. No one gives a shit. Can we let can we let three former NBA players talk the way Ernie Johnson does? Like stop like fucking being like oh haha, right, Chauncey? Like Enough. You know what's and Paul Pierce. I, I again. I agree. I guess I agree with this guy because Paul Pierce. He's the worst of the four of them. I mean, Paul Pierce is Mister. Like he's, Paul Pierce went from playing two years ago to already being like the Scotty Pippen, like a '90s guy. It was like it was better when I was there. It was like, dude, that was two years ago, and you stunk. He played last year. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So like, it's not. Like it's not a different NBA than when you played. You know what? LeBron put his nuts on your forehead multiple times. Yeah, like this isn't. Stop acting like you played in a different era. Like his nuts were. Be- they had like a resting spot. You, like you, his nuts have been on his forehead so much. That's like, what the headband was there yeah, for. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like it's like when you lay in your pillow and there's a mark where your head was. There was a mark on Pierce's fucking head. Just for LeBron's nuts. But you know what's interesting with ESPN? I discussed this with uh, our good friend Tug Coker the other day, actually, on the phone. We were talking ESPN, and she was actually brought up, Michelle Beadle. And Tug made a great point, was that ESPN talent is great within ESPN. When they even, because she left, a lot of people forget that, she left to go to NBC Sports. And his argument was, when they leave to go out on their own, a lot of them suck. Right Now, Dan Patrick's been successful. There have been exceptions. But the argument is, within the ESPN family, these people are great. But let's, let's bring it back to the TNT crew. Any of those guys on their own, including Ernie, of course, are going to be great wherever they go. Yeah. I don't know if the same can be said for a lot of ESPN personalities. Yeah. Not everybody can be Craig Kilborn. What's he doing these days? I don't know, but boy, do I miss Kilborn. I would love... Dude... My favorite Daily Show guy ever. I mean, the only guy who held down the Late Late Show. Ah, I loved Kilborn. I'm like a Loki super. I'm a, I'm a Loki Kilborn super fan. He's great. Let's get to our last call. All right. What the fuck is up, Andy and Joe? It's your boy. M. Burgess Jr., or should I say, your man, M. Burgess Jr., uh, Andy said he likes to see young boys' voice developed, so uh, I'm giving you a vocal update, uh, M. Burgess Jr., formerly M. Burgess Jr., but uh, Andy, that's a little weird, do you want to see me become a man, some sort of odd sexual fantasy, uh, R.I.P. Vince, and uh, condoms are for pussies, if you got a palm for how my voice used to sound, this call gave me so much enjoyment today. I laughed out loud. Thank you, M. Burgess, and it's good why, to know. Why did M. Burgess sound like fucking... Uh, Chris Mullen? <laughs> yeah, he kind of sounded like Chris Mullen. Who was the other guy in the town, not Ben Affleck? <laughs> Jeremy Renner? 
Jeremy Renner. Sound like Jeremy Renner in the town. It's like I'm putting this whole town in my rear view. Like you're like, all right, take it easy, Ann Burgess. He's like, it was like, remember when J- Jeremy Renner was doing like fake Boston? Yeah. He's like, you're not going anywhere, Affleck. You're staying with me. We're doing this last heist at the Fenway Park. I'm like, all right. I thought, you know, I really enjoyed that call though. That was good. That was a yeah. good accent. And I, I don't, I don't know if it, you you were practicing it. Whatever you did, and maybe you cr- killed it the first time. That was good. Thank you. Hotline 310-359-8365. That's the show, man. Great. We did it. We did it. We did it. And 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 I had to give love. He gave some love. We got to give love to Vince Prano at the end of the episode because uh, he he was a trooper and he made it through the other night and uh, he will greatly be missed by everybody. Yeah. He uh, he was the dirty sports mascot. He was, and you were you were a fantastic uh, uncle to Vince. Thank you. He, you know, uh, Allie and I were talking about it today. We were talking about uh, some of Vince's favorite people. I was like, he definitely loved Andy Ruther, and uh, you took him on late walks. And I think you were like just enough of like a dad that like didn't pay attention, where he knew he would get some pizza. Oh yeah, he knew he knew he'd find some fucking shit on the street and he'd eat it, and. Uh, it, it probably was what killed him. But, um, <laughs> nah. I mean, I don't blame you, but no, uh, it was, I, I said it, I said it on Sunday and I will say it again. I don't, you know, I'm going to try not to get too emotional about it, but like, if, like, I said it on Dirty Slides today, in, in a way, Vince saved my life. I got Vince when I was 25 years old, I had him until I was 38. I was a drunken disaster, and when I got Vince, like you gotta, you gotta go, like you can't be out all night. You can't, yeah. can't find yourself in like random chicks' beds at you know the next day. Like you got a dog, you gotta go home, you gotta walk your dog, and and to have Vince from twenty five years old to thirty eight, like he probably saved me from fucking a DUI or a fucking overdose or whatever. And he, you know, I I've never. I didn't know what it would be like to like have this moment. And it's like, I mean, it was, I feel like I've been punched in the gut and it's awful. And I've gotten a lot of uh, messages from dirt balls who have lost dogs with lost family members. And they're like, dude, it's, it's crazy, but it'll get better. But I said it last episode and I'll say it again. I don't, I don't think I'd be here today if I had lost Vince when I was back East and the dirt balls, and the Zerball fam made it so that that you know were very helpful in in that not happening and it not crippling me for the rest of my life financially. I've I've still essentially been crippled by the after effects, but uh, I just don't know what I would have done if that had happened. I got a few more months with him, and they were great. And yeah, Vince, never forget. Yeah, amazing dog, and and he gave me just as much pleasure. And enjoyment. Okay, that came across really. <laughs> Joe's like, wait, when I was on trips, what was going on with Andy and yeah. Vince? But no, seriously though, I, those those long walks I loved, and I was going through a real tough breakup. And I'm serious, man. I, I I've been thinking a lot about that myself this week. Like it it worked out. I was going, you know, I was I was pretty down. And and you, there was a period where you were gone a lot, and I had him a lot, and it meant the world to me to just have the dog there. And and he's the best dog, and he's the best watchdog. On top of this, Just, yeah, he's a cat dog. Sit up on the top of the couch. And but my favorite, one of my favorite things, just a, a quick reminder was, 
I took him to the beach that one night and I was having so much fun playing with him in the ball and the sand. And you're like, you took Vince to the beach in the sand? And I was like, yeah. And then I tried to bathe him. And you're like, yeah, he, he it was just a disaster. Like, there was sand. He just jumped on my bed. There's yeah. sand everywhere. There's sand on the couch. And I was like, that was a big mistake. He loves the beach. He yeah. loved, loved the beach. I mean, it was his favorite fucking thing. He'd play in the surf. He'd chase the ball in the sand. Yeah, you had to come home and immediately bathe him. He'd also probably throw up sand at some point because he would, like, chase the ball. It'd get all wet. He'd eat yeah. the sand. Um, yeah, Vince. Uh, I mean, it's it, there's now a process. We're going to get Vince's ashes, and Vince is going to be going to be scattered up in Malibu, his favorite dog dog ball chasing spot. So that that's where Vince will be. Well, that's great. Well, uh to reiterate what Joe said, guys, we can't thank all the dirtballs yeah. enough for all the love and all the messages. I mean, I know. I mean, I know Trevor's got multiple dogs. You got two puppies, huh? Get ready, bro. It's like you thank God you have so many years, like spending your whole life with these dogs. It's nuts. It's it's just crazy. But uh, I think you should get a dog next, and I'll watch your dog when you're out of town. I you know, I I've, I've been thinking about it for like a year now, basically since I started watching. You know, Vince a couple years ago, but I don't know. It's a lot like, but like you just said, the responsibility. Yeah. And I have been kind of a savage myself lately and I can't be having those, those late night outs, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's like, it makes you change that whether you like it or not. I told the story on Dirty Slides today. When I was like, when I first got Vince, he was kind of still a puppy. I, uh, I went out and day drank and came home and I fell asleep and he ate through my jeans trying to wake me up. And he was like licking my knee, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" And I was like, "Well, I guess I'm not doing. I guess I'm not this guy anymore." Yeah, and it it changes your life. Sure, that's an amazing. So story. now, if anybody wants to stay out all night doing blow, give me a call. Forty's <laughs> <laughs> the new twenty, bro. Well, they have a lot of chance chances to do that. I see. I was looking at JoePrano.com today. Yep, you got the, a lot of shows going on. The stand up and stadiums tour uh, hits the road next week. Starts in Oakland. Astros at A's. Then I'm doing two shows in San Francisco, uh, a show in Oakland, possibly back to San Francisco on Sunday night. And then I'm back here. Got a bunch of shows in L.A., Tahoe coming up. Uh, we're doing Chicago in September, the Dirtball Meetup. Uh, multiple shows in Washington, uh, Seattle, all kinds of shit. All on JoePrano.com and at Fix Your Life on Twitter. Cool. And go to DirtySports.com for anything you need on the show, including merchandise. And drop us iTunes reviews, guys, please. I know you hear this every episode, but it takes two seconds. Give us five stars, iTunes reviews. And, of course, follow us on all social media at The Dirty Sports, at Fix Your Life, and at Andy Ruther. And you can follow our interns, who will now have a second The Interns episode debuting uh, when you hear this t- today. Or... or or we don't want to drop it Friday. It's, it's your guys' call. It's your guys' show. What do we think? No, we'll do we'll do a third one on Sunday. So drop it at ASAP, and then we'll do a third one and drop that one. I like on it. The yeah, I, routine like we normally do. Dust, like you said, this dust, is a special dust. episode. A yeah, second special episode. Okay, and you guys can follow them on Twitter at uh, Two a Days and at uh, <laughs> Weird Twitter. No, <laughs> at EJ Gomez and at Trevor underscore Nickel. Anyway, guys, that's the show. Thank you for listening. Thanks for all the love and support. And most importantly, when you're out this weekend with your lady or guy and it's starting to get hot and heavy and your Netflix is chilling. You're watching Magic Mike on Netflix. 
or Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Don't forget, condoms are for pussies. <laughs>